Welcome to the Study On Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Bauman, and I am passionate about Bible study. Friend, my journey has not been an easy one. I am a trauma and abuse survivor, and I still walk with a limp. But I also walk in freedom, because as I've studied God's Word, He has released me from layers of shame and invited me into a life filled with an abundance of His peace, joy, rest, and hope. I'm transformed because I study the Bible, and my heart's desire is to create offerings that help you get and stay in your Bible so you experience that transformation too. So thank you for spending a few minutes with me. Maybe it's as you enjoy your coffee or with pen and notebook ready, or you're driving to work or walking the dog from wherever you are in your day. Let's dive deep into a verse of scripture together. So we walk steady on. Let's get started. Welcome, friend. Today we're going to talk about working with others as we unpack Ecclesiastes 4.9 using my step-by-step Bible study method. And step-by-step is an inductive method that focuses on one word in one verse of scripture to find life application. And if you'd like to study along with me today, and I hope that you do, you will find links to a study sheet as well as videos for the step-by-step masterclass in today's show notes. So Ecclesiastes 4.9 in the NIV says this, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. What is the book of Ecclesiastes? I'm so glad you asked, she said. It is a book of poetry, most often attributed to King Solomon, even though that is not explicitly stated in the book. The date of the writing is probably somewhere around 935 BC. And the purpose is to help us find meaning in life when we look around at our lives and realize that things themselves don't hold much meaning. And today in chapter four, which has 16 verses, we're really going to talk about the idea that without a friend, accomplishments are in vain. So the accomplishments or the things that we achieve or do in themselves don't hold a lot of meaning, but there is meaning. There can be meaning. We will find meaning in the relationships as we work with other people. So that's kind of what we're going to be focusing on today. So again, Ecclesiastes 4.9 from the NIV says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Step one in the Bible study method is to choose our word. And our word today is return. The definition of return is, it is a noun, it is to have a gain or a loss from an investment, or also in American football, and I like this, it means catching a ball after a punt and running it back towards the opposing team. So like a good return means a significant gain or an advancement. Some synonyms for return are things like profit, gain, income, revenue, yield, proceeds, earning, benefit. Some antonyms or opposites are things like loss, debt, deficit, expense, forfeiture, deficiency, or shortfall. Step two in the method is called investigate. We divide that up into four parts. And part one is to compare this word in other translations. And we do that because the Bible wasn't written in English. And so translators go in and translate the original language into English. And sometimes they have different ideas of how best to communicate that. So we're going to look at a bunch of different ways that this word for return has been translated in different Bible translations. In the King James, it says reward the CJB yield, 
the CEV more enjoyment. I think that's interesting because right away with some of the words we've been talking about, we think about money, don't we? But this says more enjoyment, that the return actually isn't financial, but it's more emotional. The DRA have the advantage. The ERV get more work done. The easy, they can help each other to work well. I thought that was interesting. The GNV, better wages, takes us right back to finances. The TLB, results can be much better. The message paraphrase says they share the work and share the wealth. The NET, reap more benefit. And the WYC, they have profit of their fellowship. Part two of the investigate step is to research the original word. And the theological word book of the Old Testament says the basic idea of this word is engaging the services of a person in return for pay. And I just want to put a little asterisk by that pay because it can be financial. Like a lot of things that are good return in our life are financial, right? But it doesn't have to be financial. So just kind of keep that in mind as we're moving forward with this. The Strong's number is H7939, Sakar. It means a payment of contract, a salary, a fare, or maintenance. It's from a a root word, easy for me to say, H7936, through the idea of temporary purchase to hire, earn wages, or hire out one's self. Part three in the investigate step is to read some commentary. The enduring word says, in a good partnership, two can accomplish more than each one individually. The sum will be greater than the parts. And in the Bible knowledge commentary, it says, in contrast with the futility of selfish greed, Solomon commended sharing with others by citing several advantages that come from companionship. Better profit or a good return from one's labor, that's verse nine where we're hanging out today, Also, help in time of difficulty, that's in verse 10. Comfort in time of need, that's in verse 11. And protection in time of danger, in verse 12. I have a fairly long-term ministry partnership with my dear ministry friend, Jenny Elwood. We've worked together on a number of projects. We've done some writing together. We've taught together. We've traveled together. I just adore Jenny. And, you know, in all the work that we've done together, we don't reap financial rewards or gains. That's just, that's not what's happening at this point in our ministry partnership. But there's this synergy of skills where we are realizing, recognizing, and seeing evidence that two are greater than one. Because what I'm not as good at, she is good at. And what she's not as good at, I am good at. And not only that, but we have found this way or we, our friendship is growing in the way that we bring out the best in each other. And that bringing out the best in each other, it leads to work that produces growth in so many ways. And if we were just focused on the financial growth, we would be missing so much. I just I just have to say, like, I would be missing so much that God is doing in my life if I was just looking at that partnership as whether or not it was bringing financial rewards into my life. Because we are growing individually in our relationship with Jesus, for sure. We are encouraging each other to do that. And just by working together, we are doing that. We're working out some rough edges in ourselves and in each other. I know that's true. We are growing our spiritual friendship. And at this season of my life, I am learning so much about what it means to have true spiritual friends 
Like you can have friends that you're really closely knitted together that maybe you don't know everything about each other's backstory. Maybe you haven't done life together for 20 plus years, like my dear friends, Lisa and Marie and I have together, but you're connected by the Holy Spirit in this way where you really value each other's relationship with Jesus. And you see that you share such deep, common core values that you can trust each other. It's a spiritual friendship. I, I, I'm lacking the right words to describe it, but my friendship with Jenny is teaching me so much about the importance of spiritual friendships. It's helped us grow our ministries as we've invested in each other and we've invested in ourselves. It has grown our ability to bless, bless others who in turn grow their individual relationships with Jesus and grow their spiritual friendships and grow their ministries and grow in their ability to bless others. So the, there's this ripple effect, uh, these ripple effects, I guess, from our ministries that again, they don't, they don't translate well on financial spreadsheets, right? That's not where the ripple effects, that's not where the growth is, but it is far reaching and it is far more effective than trying to do the same things on our own. And so I just I just want to encourage you that sometimes when it's tempting, if you're like me, it's tempting sometimes to kind of keep my head down and keep working on my own and relying on my own resources. And especially with some of the things in my background, not trusting other people to be there for me when I need them to be there for me, whether that's professionally or personally, but God calls us to work in community. And this verse really just reminded me again, how he's helping me learn that working with someone, joining together with someone, believing that two are better than one brings so many good returns into my life. Part four in the investigate step is to rewrite the verse in our own words. So one more time, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 in the NIV Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. And I rewrote the verse like this. Working with a friend is more profitable than working alone. Not only that, you will find the sum of one plus one is greater than two. When I rewrote this first, it reminded me of when I was in college working on my degrees in business. One of the buzzwords at that time was synergy. We talked about it all the time. Synergy, synergy, synergy. And while I was a college student, I spent a semester at Disney as an intern. And I heard a lot about synergy at Disney too. And the definition of synergy is to bind energy. In pharmacology, it means the combined action of two or more drugs where the effects are stronger than merely the sum. One plus one is greater than two. And that's what I hear this verse saying to us today. And it raises the question for me anyway, are we investing in friendships that invite doing ministry work together, whether financial rewards are in the picture or not. Are we investing in friendships that invite doing ministry work together? Are we ministering with other people to create spiritual synergy in our churches and in our communities? I hope we are. We need to be doing that. I really believe it. We need to be investing in friendships and relationships where we can combine skill sets to create this the sum of one plus one is greater than two effect so that the blessings of our effort are farther, further reaching than our efforts would be alone. Okay, step three in the method is to find the characteristics of God. 
And I think that this means he is praiseworthy. That's the one of the ones that stood out to me, that God is praiseworthy. He can create something from our efforts greater than we can create on our own. Isn't that true? That's just that infusion of the Holy Spirit. That's what happens, right? When we when we meld, when we mix skill sets in spiritual friendships and we link arms to do ministry work together and you add that stirring, that movement, that power of the Holy Spirit that's why we can do so much more with him than we can on our own. And I also put that he's our guide. He connects us with people in the way that only he can, right? And he plants dreams in our hearts so that as we listen to him, we understand the beautiful work that he is calling us to do next. Step four in the method is to identify the lie of the enemy And here's, this is like so easy for me. It stands out so fast, this half truth. It's too risky to partner with them. You might lose instead of gain. You might look foolish. You might get burned, right? Because this is true. Anytime we do link arms with someone else, that means we relinquish our ability to control the narrative. Now, here's what we know, actually. We don't get to control the narrative anyway, but sometimes it seems like when we work on our own, we have a better opportunity, a better chance of controlling the narrative. And when we give some of that over to someone else, uh, we relinquish some of that control. And so the enemy will tell us this is too risky and you might look foolish, you might get burned. And again, we have to ask ourselves the question, how do we define, how do we define loss and how do we define gain? Because like I was saying with my ministry friend, Jenny, We've tried some things before that that haven't gone that well, right? And certainly it's not making money that's going well for us in that, but we are learning so much and we are growing so much. And so I see that partnership, that relationship as this huge gain in my life. Step five in the method is called So What, where we just make note of a key takeaway. And this is mine for today. How am I listening to ways God is inviting me to connect my heart with another and combine my gifts with theirs so he exponentially can glorify our world? I'd love to hear your takeaway. You can email me anytime with takeaways, questions, comments, anything at steadyonpodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't yet, I would be so grateful if you would subscribe to the podcast on whatever directory you use to listen. It only takes a second and it guarantees you'll receive every episode as soon as they drop. And if someone came to mind today, maybe you have a friend that you are linking arms with and you just want to say, give them a shout out and say, this is what's happening in our life. When we work together, one plus one is greater than two. Send it to her. I would love it if you would share the episode with them. Inviting them into what we're doing here is another great way to support the show. And thank you as always. Thank you so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you are walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace. Peace.